Thank you for tuning in to the Transformed Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. This podcast challenges us to be different from this world in which we live and to transform ourselves into the best that we can be for God. Here is your host, Caleb Rutherford. What's up, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in and being with us today for this episode of the Transform Podcast. Again, what a blessing it is to be with you and to study the Word of God together, how humbled I am uh, that you've decided to join me in this journey and along for this ride uh, as we continue to work underneath this Scattered Abroad network. Um, I hope you've been enjoying Scattered Abroad. I hope that it's been a blessing to you uh, in your life. I hope that you are growing. I hope that you are uh, you're studying on your own, that you're becoming stronger and stronger in your faith, um, and not just through these podcasts, but really through uh, your own study as well. Uh, it's something that we ought to do every single day of our lives, pick up the Word of God, study it, uh, do all that we can uh, to know how we ought to live and conduct ourselves in this life. Um, and in order to do that, we have to be students of the Word. Um, and hopefully this podcast is an avenue of study for you in that regard, um, as I know it certainly is for myself uh, as well as, as well as all of the other hosts here at Scattered Abroad. Uh, again, if you have any questions about anything at all, anything that we're doing, anything that we're teaching, uh, if something that we say maybe doesn't make sense to you, then please reach out. Don't have any doubt in your minds about the things that we're teaching and talking about. Uh, so please reach out to us. You can find all of those links in our show notes below. Um, and as always, please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use. And that certainly would be a great help uh, to us. Once again, you know if you've been following along for this season, uh, you know that we've been studying this theme, this idea of being transformed out of. And once again, I'll kind of just run over the things that we're doing. It's this idea that we should be constantly growing and constantly uh, evolving into something greater, into something better. You and I should never be, uh, be okay with just staying where we are. We should never be okay with just being stagnant um, and just, 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 just coasting along as a Christian. We ought to always want to grow. We ought to always want to better ourselves, grow our faith, become the best that we can be. Um, and that's really the big idea that we're, that we're kind of pounding home in this particular season. Grow, continue to grow, continue to transform, continue to get better and leave a lifestyle that didn't that, that that wasn't living for God. And so maybe you're listening to someone who's not a Christian. Maybe you're listening to these things and hopefully they can help you that by showing uh, hope they can help and show you that living a life according to the Bible, living a life according to God's word um, and obeying his word is the only way to live. And hopefully you you see that um, and that it, this this podcast is beneficial to you. Today I want to talk about this idea of fear. I want to talk about this idea of being transformed out of fear. Now, what exactly is fear? You, you could go to a dictionary, you could go to, to online or what, other places like that. And many places you'll find give a definition that is something along these lines. And they'll say this, they'll say that fear is an unpleasant feeling that is triggered by perception of danger, real or imagined. So let me ask you this question. Have you ever been afraid before? Um, I know we all have. I know. I think we could all we all could say yes to the fact that we've been afraid at some point in time. Maybe uh, maybe you're afraid of being in the dark. Maybe you are uh, afraid of uh, watching scary movies. Maybe you don't want to walk 
or walk to certain places in your in your city, um, and you, we think about fear and being scared of something, and you think about uh, maybe maybe you you watch a movie and you think of someone who who's getting scared and frightened of something that's going on, and you see the sweat start to uh, start to roll down their face, their heart begins to beat, you can see their their shirt moving, uh, their their hands get they get cold and clammy. That's what fear is, at least in this earthly sense as we talk about it. That that's what fear is. Now I'll be truthful with you guys. Some of you guys may know this. Some of you guys. Uh, may not, but I, I'm still I'm still a little bit scared of the dark. Now I hate being in a dark room. I hate can't I hate that I can't see anything um, and that I have no idea what's going on uh, around me. Our, our church building back in North Carolina, um, it had another building attached to it, and that is where the studio was, the fellowship hall was over there, the offices, classrooms, other things like that were over there. And sometimes at night, I would have to run back over to the building and grab something that I might have left there during the day. Um, and that building is literally pitch black when you walk inside, especially at night. It's literally pitch black, no light whatsoever. And so I'm the kind of person who, when I go in, uh, when I go into the building, uh, before I walk in, uh, I crack open the door and I slide my hand along the wall trying to find the light switch. And so, so I flip it on and then I walk to, to the stairs and I crack open the door and slide my hand along the wall looking for the light switch again. So I don't have to walk in the dark. So I don't have to not know what's going on. I guess you could call me a scaredy cat if you want to. Uh, but I think um, we, we all have this idea of what fear or what even phobia is having a phobia of something. And, and again, it could be uh, anything from, from snakes and, and spiders to, um, to, to, to the idea of falling or, or to riding on an airplane or getting on a boat and going out to sea, um, you know, things like that. Every single person has fears. Now, is it wrong to have fears? Well, of course not. There's nothing wrong with being scared of, of, of snakes or scared of spiders or, or anything along those kinds of lines. Obviously not. But what about spiritually speaking? Obviously, this is a spiritual religious podcast and platform. So what about, what about it spiritually? Is it wrong to be afraid spiritually? Well, two things I want to point out in this podcast. Number one, we must fear the right thing. We must have a fear for something. Um, and so obviously, it's not wrong to fear. We must have the right kind of fear. But that's the, that's the whole idea. We must have the right kind of fear. But then the second thing I want to talk about is the idea that we must be fearless about the right kind of thing. So we, there are things in this life that we must fear. There are things in this life that we must not fear. So let, let's dive into this study, and I hope you're excited to join in this, uh, in this study with me today. Number one, let's talk about this idea. We must fear the right thing. We must fear the right thing. How many of you have ever got caught doing something that you weren't supposed to do um, but then you got punished by your parents. And obviously we're talking to maybe a younger generation, to the, to the kids, or, or maybe um, remember your, your childhood growing up, doing something that you weren't supposed to do and you got caught by your parents. I know it's happened to me before, and I'm sure it has happened uh, to you as well. But over time, you developed this respect, this reverence for your parents, um, and you knew, that be, it, you knew it was because of the authority that they had over you. And because you knew that you were going to get punished if you did something wrong, um, you developed this kind of fear for your parents in hopes, and not in hopes, but rather you obeyed them so that you did not get in trouble. You obeyed them because it was the right thing to do because you feared the thing, the, the judgment that, that could happen to you um, from that parent-child relationship. Now, this fear, it's not the, oh, I'm so scared, I'm so afraid type of fear. That's not what we're talking about. But rather, it's this fear that you understand, you respect the position and the authority uh, that they have over you. 
and you respect what they say. You expect you respect what they do and what they tell you to do in life. There are so many passages that talk about fear and the kind of fear that we ought to have towards our God in heaven above. In Proverbs chapter one and verse seven, the Proverbs writer says this: "The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction." Psalm 33 and verse 8, Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him. Psalm 25, 14, The secret of the Lord is with those who fear Him, and He will show them His covenant. Psalm 112 and verse 1, Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly um, in His commandments. Proverbs 9 and verse 10, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Probably the most famous verse on fear is found in Ecclesiastes chapter 12. You remember that Solomon is the one who is writing. And he says there in verse 13 of Ecclesiastes chapter 12, he says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God. Keep His commandments, for this is man's all. This is what our entirety existence, this is what our entire existence should be about and should revolve around, fearing God and keeping his commandments. Now, our lives must be filled with fear and reverence towards our Father in heaven. If you love your parents, then you're going to fear them, aren't you? If you love, uh, if, if you if you love your boss, you're going to fear and respect them. If you love your coach, your teacher, whoever it might be, you're going to fear them and respect them and what they say because it's important to you. Think about it this way: If say that you're sitting down at dinner at the dinner table um, in your house, and perhaps the president of the United States of America walks into walks into your home, they walk up to you, and now keep on, regardless of who it is. Okay, regardless of who the president of the United States of America is, he walks up to you and he says, uh, and he wants to come talk to you. What would you say? Would you be like, yo, what up, dude? Would you would you say, what's going on, Mr. P? How are you? Of course not. Why? Because you respect the fact that he is the president of the United States of America and that you understand the authoritative position that he has over you. Well, you see, fear and respect go hand in hand, don't they? If we love God with all of our heart, if we love him with all of our soul, with all of our strength, with all of our being, then we're going to respect him, which means we're going to fear him. Because if we don't, what's the alternative? If we love God and we keep his commandments and we fear him, then we know that we're on our way to heaven. But you see, if you and I live however we want, if we do whatever we want, if we make choices with no regard or respect or fear for God who's above us, then we certainly won't make it into heaven. Do you fear God? Do you fear the one who created the world in which we live today? Do you fear the one who had a hand in creating you? Do you fear the one who's allowed you an opportunity to spend your eternity in heaven with him? You see, he's the one who sent his very own son to this, to this earth to die for you. Think about that. God sent his only begotten son to live as a man, to live as his creation, and to be tortured, and then to be crucified for you. You think he deserves our fear and respect? Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Number two, second thing I want to mention in this podcast, in this episode today, we must be fearless about the right thing. We talked about fear. We should have fear when it comes to God. But number two, 
we must be fearless. We must lack fear about the right kinds of things. What things should we not be afraid of? Well, let's talk about this idea. What does it mean to be fearless? Does that mean that you and I are just going to rush into every situation that we're just going to do whatever we want without fear, without uh, fear of the outcome that might be brought about? D- does it mean that we should not be afraid or, or scared or have no fear of anything at all? Well, of course not. You and I must have a healthy amount of fear for different things, and, and we're going to touch on that later. But what I mean by saying we must have a mind that's fearless is that you and I must not be afraid of being a Christian. We must not be afraid of living the kind of life that God would have you and I to live on the, in this earth. We must not fear people around us and how you and I might be treated just because we live holy and righteous lives, just because we live different from the world around us. doesn't mean we should fear the way that we live. We must not have a fear that God will protect us if we live faithful lives. You and I must have fearless minds. Um, I want you to think about what Paul said in the book of 2 Timothy. And if you don't have to turn here, I just want you to listen to the words from the Apostle Paul. Paul is speaking to young Timothy. Timothy is a very young preacher, and Paul is admonishing him. He's encouraging him. He's, he, he's preparing him for the future. And I want you to focus with me here on this first chapter of 2 Timothy, specifically in verse 7, where the Apostle Paul says this. He says, Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, this word fear, if you go back to the Greek language in which it was originally written, um, it's not the phobia kind of fear. It's not the, the being scared of something or being terrified of something kind of fear. That's not what's, what's being talked about. And that's not what Paul's talking about. But rather, this word fear is the word, it's the Greek word delia. Now, this word delia means someone who is a coward, someone who is timid, someone who lacks courage. So what's Paul saying? Well, essentially, Paul is telling this young man, Timothy, he says, look, Timothy, God's not giving you this spirit, this attitude, this mind that you can be timid, that you can be, uh, you know, lack courage, that you can be faint of heart. God has not given you, Timothy, a mind in which you can be a coward about your Christianity and about your faith. He says, Timothy, don't be scared. Don't be someone who's timid and scared about the things that you believe in. In fact, if you go three chapters later into chapter 4 and verse 2, what does he tell Timothy to do? He says, preach the word. But then he says to do it when? In season and out of season. So all the time. Anywhere, everywhere, at all times. It doesn't matter what's going on around you. Don't be scared. Don't be timid. Don't lack courage, Timothy. Go out and do what God would have you to do. Don't be someone who's, who's a coward about your faith. Let me tell you how important this is. I want you to think about the very last book of the Bible. Think about the book of Revelation. You and I know that John is the one who's writing this book. We know that he's receiving all these signs. He's receiving these visions. He's receiving all these things from God. We get to chapter 21 there towards the end of the book. And you remember how he talked about heaven in verse 4. He paints this beautiful picture of what heaven's going to be like for the faithful Christians um, who have lived for Christ. But if you go down four verses later, you jump to verse 8, we're given a very, very stark contrast. And, and I want you to think about this, uh, this verse that, that's written here um, by John. John says here, and if you're reading this in the King James, I want you to notice the first three words of this verse, of verse 8. In, in Revelation chapter 21, verse 8, in King James Version, the Bible says, But the fearful. But the fearful. Now I want you to listen 
in the New King James. Same verse, same path, same passage here in the New King James. But the cowardly. Does anyone want to guess what that word is there in the original Greek language? Well, you guessed it. It's the word delia. That exact same word that Paul told Timothy not to have. To not have that spirit and that mind of fear. That's how important this is. That if you and I are cowards about our Christianity and about our faith, if we have minds and attitudes that are that are fearful of being Christians, then look at what God says we're deserving of there at the end of verse 8. He says, They shall have their part in the lake, which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. It doesn't say that these things might happen. It doesn't say that these things, well, yeah, they could happen one day. It doesn't say that they possibly could happen. No, John says this is going to happen. This is going to take place one day. That if you are someone who's a coward, if you're someone who's timid, who's fearful, who lacks courage about their own faith in Christianity, then he says you are deserving of the second death. That's powerful, isn't it? That's why it's so important that you and I are fearless about our Christianity and about our faith in God. That number one, we have our own faith. That that's, that's the first step. Before you can go about being fearless and on fire for God, you have to have your own faith. But then number two, we have to continue to grow that faith. That's this whole idea of this podcast. Growing, evolving, getting into some better state than, which, than, than that which you were the day before. Continuing to be better. Continuing to grow. Continue to strengthen your mind to not only be focused, but to be fearless about our faith in God. There is this song that we, we sometimes sing at, at youth gatherings um, or at youth rallies, youth devotionals, camp. Um, and maybe you sing this at your congregation uh, on a regular basis. But the song is entitled, We Are Not Afraid. And I want to play a little bit for you um, just so you can hear the words uh, of this song. We are not We must have minds that are fearless about our faith in God and our Christianity here on this earth. It is so important that we don't become cowards of our faith, that we don't become cowards about what God has done for us, what God's doing for us. It ought to bring us the most joy and the most excitement out of anything else in this world. Why would we keep it in? Be fearless about what you believe in. Now, I'm not saying don't be proud, don't, don't be arrogant in that sense. But we must make sure that we are fearing God, we're doing all that He says, and that we're teaching others about the gospel. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. That's the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. 
Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.